racking up strikeouts. He's got 15 strikeouts for Flackney in this game. He's got down. That's strikeout number 16 for Tyler Flackney. This ball game is over. And we're the best goddamn football league in the country. We're the best football, the best football league in the goddamn country. Period. Cheers. And welcome to another episode of the HRL Touch 'Em All podcast. I'm your host Stash. Unfortunately, Sanchez is unable to join us for this one, but I do have special guest, four-time HRL champion, one-time national champion. And many more accolades. Mippy Five. How's it going, Mippy Five? It's going great. Thank you for having me. Probably. I don't know where you found me, but uh, it must have been last resort. I think it might have been downstairs I found you. He came begging into my bedroom <laughs> middle of the night. Sanchez left me. I'll be your sloppy seconds. It's fine. <laughs> I'm used to it. So, how's your season been going so far? Terrible. We just got swept by the aces. Oof. Yeah. No, it was really fun. Um, any, we could, we could be zero and thirty nine. The season would be fun. That's a lie, but but it's tough to have a bad time playing with football. So uh, answers not, always gonna be good. Yeah, and I was over on the other field, and it that your side seemed a lot more electric than our side, and it it just seemed like a fun time. A little too competitive for my blood, but it still looked like a bunch of fun. It was a good group of teams there last night. I, I think we mentioned that. Everybody from the national team was there besides Huck Finn and Tubat. Right. Yeah. The talent scouts were out and there was there were some people watching. We had fans. Yeah, we did. We, we had yeah. strays come and watch and asking questions about the game and Yeah. And we even had some uh, Rough Riders over there too. Uh, yeah, well track. I mean I don't blame them. They play in Egan, so eventually they want to see some good wiffle ball, so they decided to come on over. Yeah. So let's kind of get into like your background of wiffle ball. Like, where, let, let's first start out with your nickname. Where did your nickname come from? Um, I, I I'm a washed up YouTuber, and that was my YouTube channel name, uh, Mippy Five. Um, but then the question always on that YouTube channel was, where did your YouTube channel name come from? And you're probably one of like maybe ten people to actually know the origin of it. Um, but I. I really liked Mickey Mouse growing up. Still like Mickey Mouse a lot. And I had so many Mickey Mouse stuffed animals that naming them all Mickey was lame. So I would change the middle letters. And my first ever one was Mippy with two Ps. And then he was always five years old um, because it felt weird to have a baby stuffed animal be a teenager and awkward. So he just always stayed five years old. And so then when I created a username for YouTube, I just did Mippy5. And the rest is history, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Definitely an interesting story, and I can attest to you still having here. Yes, I think he's in my bedroom. His eyes are worn out. He stares at me while I sleep, but I still have a few, too many Mickey Mouse stuffed animals probably in the house. It's an interesting conversation if a girl ever comes over. Not that that ever happens, but hypothetically, play in my ball. head, I'm like, so, how do I explain this? That there's 50 Mickey Mouse stuffed animals staring at you when you come down the stairs. But yeah, I mean, I got to be me, you know? Yeah. I do also want to point out that we are outside. So if you hear any cars driving by, kids, birds, whatever, just want to point that out because 
It's a nice day out. We it's a beautiful need to take, day. Yeah, we need the words it. of the wish. Yes. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how'd you get yourself into the HRL? Uh, well, Fridley Factors, obviously. That's how we got into wiffle ball. What is um, Fridley Factors? It's the greatest wiffle ball league in the history of the world, other than maybe HRL, I guess. Um, but it's where the the neighborhood kids played wiffle ball growing up. We had this field in my backyard that my dad and I built up, and then it slowly grew, grew and grew, and then I think it's over 600 people have now played on Factor Field, um, and it's kind of been a breeding ground for fast-pitch wiffle ball. And we played in the uh, Wifflin' for Wishes tournament. Truck had recruited one of us. I think he showed up to one of our opening days, actually, and tried to pitch Wifflin' for Wishes to get more teams there. And so we went... <laughs> We trained hard. Like this, we, I, I do remember. This. We thought this was our major league big break because we didn't take any pride in like being competitive or anything. Yeah. Like it was super laid back. We just cared about pickup games and making cool plays and hitting home runs. We didn't care at the end of the day who won. We never even had tournaments. It was yeah. just whatever. And so we felt like now that we entered this fast pitch tournament, like we really had to prove ourselves that we were legit. So we, we woke up like at six in the morning, the day of the tournament. Remember doing soft toss yeah. against the wall? <laughs> yeah, we, we did soft toss against the wall at like six in the morning. Went all out and we were probably huge D-bags, like in hindsight. Looking... Oh, I, I remember the first game, there was a fall ball and I dove. Yeah. And looking back at what Wifflin for Wishes is, yeah. I go, God, why I was such an idiot. We we hit a home run and we did a dog pile on home plate and it was like unironically. It was like yeah. it was like we were legit that pumped that we hit a home run. Well you gotta realize our style's a little different than their style because ours was slow pitch softball size wiffle balls that don't have the holes on one side they're just all over. Yeah. So going into this wiffle ball that you can curve and then the small yellow bat, I mean it's a whole lot different. All right, so where, where did we leave off? We we were, we were tryhards in our very first. Oh our yeah, wishes. yeah. So we we took ourselves real seriously. I think we finished like top sixteen, and we thought that was really good. Yeah, or who, something who like that. Too? What, I don't, what was it? The Whalers? Pretty sure it was Chach. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Seuss. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and he was the first ever like wiffle god. That oh, we yeah. talked about him nonstop. We still do, but like <laughs> we we have posters of him in our bedroom. Yeah. Well. Yeah, tasteful, yeah, tasteful, yeah, tasteful, <laughs> tasteful posters. Um, but yeah, and we're like, oh my gosh, that guy is freaking amazing. And too bad. I remember seeing Too Bad. I don't ever remember seeing. Too I bad. remember. I didn't realize he was my age. I thought he was just this like old legend, because um, he just carried himself like that. And I was like, I wonder why he has the name Too Bad on the back of his jersey. But uh, somehow we played in that for many years. Ended up winning it a few times. No big deal. Um, and then Truck asked Tyler Smallpox um, if he ever wanted to play competitively, because I guess he's the one that stood out as a good player or whatever. Whatever. But uh, <laughs> um, Tyler said yes, and uh, I was reluctant at first. I was like, competitive fast-pitch wiffle ball in a league? Like, is that going to ruin wiffle ball? Um, because we had thought it was so laid back. But we joined, didn't show up to our first game. Ever game. Yes, first ever game in franchise history. Uh, Huck and I were the only ones that were going to be able to make it. And we're like, oh, we probably can't just play with two. So we just didn't show up, didn't call, nothing, just didn't show up. Left a great impression. 
<laughs> but then after that, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a good thing the league kept you guys around. Because without you guys, there's probably five teams that aren't in the league right now. Yeah, the butterfly effect, the butterfly effect of truck coming to Factor Field that day. Yeah. Has had huge ripple effects. Yeah. yeah. That's how that's how we got in there. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great story. I mean, I I still remember everything. I I, I honestly thought we stumbled upon Whiffland for Wishes ourselves. I didn't think that truck came there, but he might have came when you were there. I I guess I don't really remember that. So maybe we did stumble it across it ourselves, but then he came a couple years later to promote it more once okay. he kind of knew us a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it could have been one of those things, but. I remember making lineup cards at work. Oh, yes. Like we were doing defensive alignments and like strategy and on a wedge field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had we had Josh who was a goalie and we we're like, all right, he'll play infield because he's a goalie. He can stop the ground balls and then I'm tall, I'll play the outfield, and you were the pitcher and Yeah. And good memories. It, it, it's great memories. Glad I did it and wish that Wifflin for Wishes was still around, honestly. Yeah, now we gotta gotta plug ALS. Yep. I was actually going to do that. All right. So, Shout mean, out ALS. Yeah. Seamless so, transition. Well, yeah, exactly. It's going to be here at the last weekend of May. So I think it's, on, isn't the first weekend of June? Isn't it June 4th? Sure. Yeah. I think it's June 4th. It, it's, it's around that time. Yeah. Um, but anyways, if you want, if you want to get into that, talk to Epstein. Epstein puts on a great tournament. It's very similar to what it's slow pitch though. No pitch to contact. Um, Anything that goes over the fence, even if it's fair, follows a home run. Sanchez would love that. Well, I'm I'm probably going to be on Sanchez's team. Okay, so. <laughs> you're going to dominate. There, there is base running, which is the unfortunate part. So, um, other than that, it's on a wedge field. Uh, it, it's a good time, and it's for a great cause. And he's been doing this for over a decade now, too. I think so. He he puts it on for, or he, he's mainly doing it himself, I believe. I don't know. I would. I think so. Yeah, he's kind of an entrepreneur with that. Right. So, should I tell this the story of him trying to promote it from ten years ago? Should I expose him? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> so he was, I think, fourteen at the time. I'm about ten years older than him. This was kind of in the prime of my YouTube, like when things were kind of popping off, and I was getting numbers or relatively speaking i guess and i get this email from this kid and he's like hey sorry epstein for exposing you like this <laughs> he get he sent this really professional email and he's like hey big like big fan of, of your work on the internet i was wondering if you you'd be interested in doing a live performance or live show at my wiffle ball tournament and <laughs> i uh I told him I was going to be at my cabin that weekend, so I so I couldn't. Um, it would have been hilarious if I did it, though. Like, can you imagine? Like, there uh, there wouldn't have been a setup. It would have been like a karaoke thing <laughs> on home plate. <laughs> and I would have I would have gone probably thinking like, all right, we we got like a stage and everything, and yeah. I would have I would have prepared as if there's going to be a stage i would have had these like fan interaction like all right blah 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 yeah. <laughs> it would have been like a bunch of teenage boys like playing wiffle ball <laughs> yeah. About doing. yeah i would have shown up like with my aviator sunglasses like ripped jeans like really feeling myself like i got hired to do this show Jersey. yeah oh yeah yeah and <laughs> it would have been the conor mcgregor 
Who's this guy? <laughs> but sorry, Epstein, for not you. showing up. Um, but also not sorry at the same time because it could have been some really uh, interesting footage to use as blackmail against me now. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, anyways, let's move on to our recaps of what happened the past two weeks. Um, so there's been a lot. Um, recapping what happened on 428, there was only a handful of games going on. Uh, Baby Cake swept the Trash Pandas, Vibes, and Rough Riders split. Marlins swept the Lugnuts, Braves sweep the Hops, Grasshoppers sweep the Mariners, and the Mets took one from the Blue Wahoos before rain came in. So it, did you, since you were there, anything stand out on your field that you had going Oh, we can start with the Mets, uh, since I was there. Um, the Blue Wahoos can hit. Um, Joey Crack, he's just Joe Schwartz on the on the website right now, but I think he had seven hits against us. I was against, um, like, JC and me with the wind blowing straight in. So that was impressive. No one was hitting home runs that night. Um, so they can hit. If Joey Crack can hit, I, I didn't view him as going to be one of their better hitters. Yeah. I was thinking TC... Caveman Kershaw and a little bit of Harrison and Evan if he ever shows up. But if Joey Crack can hit, they're going to compete. Uh, pitching's an issue, H- huge issue for them. However, they haven't had their two pitchers yet right. this year. So they're going to be fine. They're going to be like the Chihuahuas, I think, their first year. They're going to start maybe Owen, whatever, and then they'll win 50% of the games the rest of the way out once they figure it out. Yeah. So good group of guys. Um, on the field next to us, I think it was Mariners and Grasshoppers. grasshoppers. Um, really no surprises there. Mariners threw strikes. Grasshoppers hit strikes. Swept them. Nothing noteworthy. Um, and then some recaps from the 5-5 uh, series. The Baby Cakes swept the Yankees. Vibes sweep the Lugnuts. Hops and Marlins split. Braves sweep the Bears, grasshoppers sweep the ducks, dogs sweep the blue socks, millers and twins split, Americans and ponies, or Americans sweep the ponies, aces sweep the Mets, and Mariners sweep blue wahoos. Um, whole bunch of games, holy. Um, it, it's interesting now when Hopkins has three rinks going at one time. Yeah. But anything stand out on that happened this night? Let's go through each of them just real quick. Just give me a game. I'll give my input and you can give yours. Sense. Okay. Yeah. Let's start off with one that's a little more interesting, Vibes and Lugnuts. Oh, yeah. Big shockers there. Um, I will say um, I am disappointed that uh, Twizzler got the silver sombrero against Carr. She went, I, I checked the box score before this, and she went over through with three Ks against Carr. I mean, maybe Carr has developed a the pitching repertoire in the off season, but against Carr, come on. Well, <laughs> also, I, what I, kind of nickname is Carr? I, but, I can I can say that she's been practicing with Huck, and when, okay. you have, when you've been practicing with Huck, you're gonna learn a lot of things because Huck is a good pitcher. I guess, I guess. I think we need to if if her nickname's gonna be Carr because her name's Carly. Like Carr is lazy. If we're gonna go Carr, you need to just spell it C A R. Just be a little different otherwise it's just shortening your name that's lame because we have a truck then we have a car then it's at least kind of funny and that, <laughs> that's my bold what take about, for what that about a car kind of a mash of the two hate that 
you don't like that. <laughs> Hate that. No, but I did. See, I did see Franklin went deep, and I'm really proud of Franklin. Uh, one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, huge inspiration of mine. Um, he is always texting me motivational things, spying on me at Timberwolves games, shouting my name at Timberwolves games. So I'm really proud of him for homering. And uh, over for him. Just trying to save my butt for future trash talk. Okay, <laughs> we'll see if it pays off. Um, let's go with. Baby cakes and Yankees, then. Are the baby cakes this good, or are they playing trash teams? Like, they're putting up, like, 20 a game. It's impressive. Yeah. I mean, the the Yankees aren't a terrible team. I I think maybe it's because it's a smaller lineup. They're starting to see pitches a lot better. Maybe that could be a reason why. Has Hove taken it to the next level? Is he now an all-around player? Because he used to just be a defensive specialist. Okay hitter. Didn't pitch. Yeah. Now he is defensive specialist, the league's best hitter currently, and so far, great pitcher Yeah, in the small sample size. Right. Teen MVP candidate. For Egan? Probably. Yeah. As, as of right now? Yes. As of right now, he's a runaway MVP. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not even a question. Is Pondy for real? Like, I've never seen the kid play, right. but his numbers are ridiculous. From what I learned, he's another prior lake kid. So, um, that that's another Evan... Uh, Hove and him so I mean he's got something going on and Seuss I think is on a mission he's out to prove something because this is his team now it's not he doesn't have psych he doesn't have nightmare like this is Seuss's team so he's getting the ball every week he didn't this last week though against the Yankees he, he pitched three innings oh did he yeah okay. and then once it got uh to be a blowout um help came in sure. but he's he's got to be on a mission for sure on the mound like he's going in there with the mentality that he's not giving up any runs this year it's yeah exactly (laughs) so we oh baby cakes are kind of overlooked and maybe it's too early to to say they're the favorites because the competition so far but i mean yankees aren't no slouch though no yeah they're they're opening some eyes especially if hondi can be good and hove can be what he is yeah all right, let's go over to dogs and blue socks. Dogs swept, correct? They they have a chip on their shoulder too. Losing the wish, everyone's kind of writing them off, or some people are maybe writing them off. And I think they've started what four and zero, four and zero against the Twins and the or blue socks. So. Okay, so they've beaten the teams they should be beating. Yeah, but the Chihuahuas of three years ago would not have done that. True. And without the wish, nothing's taken for granted. Airbud went off yesterday. Yes, and it, I, I saw the recap, and it was actually close up until like the last inning. Okay. So I think it was only like 4-2 maybe at one point. Okay. So they, they scored a lot in one inning. Yeah, Airbud can take over if he wants to, and he's going to need to take over this year because yes. where's the offense going to come from? Exactly. Um, we already touched on our series basically. So let's, let's go to, um, Americans and ponies. Can we talk about the aces series just a little bit though? Cause that would, there's a lot to talk about. There's sports center involved. We can't just skim over sports center. Try and get away with it. <laughs> let's at least dabble with a uh, little aces, uh, Mets talk before we jump into the other thing. Two amazing games, two of the most fun games other than maybe playoff wiffle ball that I've been a part of. 
one nothing. Sykes Syke hit a home run in the first inning off me like he seems to always do. And that was it. Um, Dumpy was locked in. Um, but game two, wild. Uh, Dumpy's catch, it was 0-0 at the time. I mean, we've, we've probably all seen it on Twitter by now, but that's uh, two sports center plays from the HRL in the last three years. Unfortunately, I was on the wrong end of this one this time, but just a ridiculous play. And then um, we were down two to one with two outs in the sixth, two strikes, nobody on. JC battles back from a one-two count, draws a walk, then Char. I think he's surpassed the Chario name now because he's now his own on his own level. It's a two run, just no doubter to put us up three to two. Then bottom of the six, of course, Syke ties it up with the solo dong and then Dodger Dave walks it off with two outs in the bottom of the six. Absolutely wild games, electric atmosphere, well played all around. So I'm, I'm glad they're in our division for the sake that we get to play them four times. Not for the sake that right now they've sent us to Wifflepalooza. <laughs> Your games looked exciting, though, too. Uh, the first game was exciting up until uh, we gave up five in the third or the fourth, and then they kind of took over. We lost the game 9-2. Okay. Um, game two, I gave up four in the first and didn't give up a whole, another run up until the seventh. So we came back and uh, tied it up. I think it was in the fifth is when we tied it up, and then went to seven, gave up a home run to Tyler. Five four. Who gives up home runs to smallpox? Jeez. I, I gave up. Wow. One, one was going to hit his head. <laughs> they took it out. He's so, ridiculous. It, it's a tough lineup, but um, fun games. Are the Grasshoppers now the number two team? I mean, I guess maybe they always were, but it, it seemed like everyone would say Mets aces in Hopkins. Well, been... they haven't faced Mets or aces yet, so we'll, I suppose. We'll I suppose. Their their new guys are aren't looking bad. I'm looking bad, but I I put them in their place. Okay, all right. So they've still still got the learning curve for yeah. cakes and fish, or yeah, that's fair. All right, and to the game that I wanted to do, Americans and Ponies. Americans and Ponies. Americans destroyed the Ponies. The Ponies played us close last year, so. I'm surprised that they got destroyed by the Americans. It looks like they maybe have some pitching issues. I mean, they've always had that issue with walking okay. people. Okay. So I, I, I didn't see the box score close enough to the point where um, if they were walking people. But, I mean, it wasn't close. Yeah. I know I know. Sticks held us close, but he was also probably throwing 70. Um, so that's maybe why it was a close game. If, if people are calling people out on speed, then... Right. And which they should be. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've gotten to the point where I tell my teammates to gun me because yeah. I would, I want to know my speed so I can push it to the limit. Yeah. Like when there's no gun, I'm afraid to push it to the limit because I don't want to be that guy throwing over that's not right. getting gunned. So yeah, yeah. Guns to every every game. It's another it's another podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, since this is coming out on Wednesday or day, uh, we aren't able to see what happened on the Monday series with Ducks and. So oh, I can tell you, Ducks swept. <laughs> <laughs> if they play. Because there's a chance of rain. So, okay. Um, that one. Yeah. But, 
let's now transition over into what we tended to do here with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you you're kind of like the stats guy, the rules guy that everybody kind of like knows to talk to about that type of stuff. Um, you're you, you usually lead the charge in something like this. So kind of give us some unique rules. I know that you said that you found some loopholes within our rules, and I think then so. I think so. Um, yeah. Also, on top of that, rules that we need to establish within the league so people, because it seems like we have these arguments every single. Yeah, time. yeah. So to preface this, the reason why I'm like a big rules stickler, uh, well, one of my teacher, I guess, so <laughs> so that helps. But I umpired for I think eleven years. So growing up, I was just kind of obsessed with baseball rules. I was obsessed with baseball, and then then being an umpire i was i was i was coming up with these scenarios where what if this happens then this happens and then if i didn't know i would look it up and stuff like that so i mean i don't know every rule in baseball but i know quite a few and um i kind of want to do this thing where i it's, it can be interactive to the viewer to the listener like i'm going to give you an, a, a scenario we'll do it wiffle ball for the sake yeah. of hrl we'll do it if this happened in a wiffle ball game think about what the call would be or what the result should be and then we'll see if your answer was right. And then I'll, I'll kind of ask you. Right. And, and then... so what I ask you, if you guys want to be interactive, pause it. Think about it if you want, because we're just going to dive right in. I'm going to start thinking about what I would do or something like that. So if you want to, pause it, and then you can listen to what we have. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is a loophole um, that could be used in wiffle ball or baseball. And I'm going to give you the scenario. You tell me what's the call. All right, so runner on third, one out. Fly ball to the outfield. The outfielder, instead of catching it, just kind of hits it straight up and then keeps juggling it. And as he keeps juggling it, he's running towards the infield. He has never secured the ball for the out. When can the runner tag up and leave? I actually know this one. Okay. So... The runner should be on base, and as soon as that fielder touches the ball, he can start running. So that is the official Major League Baseball rule, um, where it is on first contact, not on first out. Could be used as a loophole in wiffle ball if a base runner maybe isn't confident enough to say, wait, should I have stayed if this guy's juggling it? I don't foresee that ever really coming into play um, unless it's like maybe a deep fly ball to center that a guy was like hesitant to tag on. But um, something that's crossed my mind where I could maybe trick the runner by juggling it, even though they could have gone, but maybe they second guess themselves. Right. And don't go. And that, that prevents that's the tag. ballsy with bare hands to try to juggle it. The only time I did it was in uh, with Toberfest. Except I didn't do it for the tag. I did it for when we had those targets. Yeah, we had the minus five <laughs> runs. And instead of catching the fly ball, I just batted it in the air. Threw, like b- batted an alley-oop to the other outfielder and they dunked it into the <laughs> into the circle for a minus five home run. Oh. Um, but I've never actually used that in a game. So that was one of them. That one's maybe a little bit more basic. Um, I would say most people would probably get that right. But... If you questioned yourself at all, if you were in that situation, maybe you would have hesitated. Maybe that's the difference between between a run or not. All right. Next one. Uh, this one's baseball slash football as well. Um, it's a question I'll pose. Let's say a uh, runner on first for the sake of this scenario. We'll, we'll say one out. Grown ball 
to first. Runner standing on first, so maybe this is more of like a soft, slow pitch softball scenario. Runner standing on first, not leading off. Ground ball to first, and it hits the runner that's standing on the base. What's the call? One, two. We'll give the audience two seconds to think. If you, if you want to think of your call, pause it right now. All right, Stash, what's the call? Call is the runner is out, and batter gets awarded first base. It's a dead ball. And no other runners can advance. If there's a runner on third, the guy on third cannot advance. Um, the runner is out. Um, and I'd be, you'd be surprised how many people don't know this rule, even like lifelong baseball players. Right. Like this is any base. Second base, you're standing on second base. If you get hit with a batted ball, even if you're standing on the base, you're out. Um, wiffle ball, if you get hit with a batted ball, even if you're standing on the base, you're out. The only exception is if, if you're on third and you get hit in foul territory. That's right. why your little league coach always told you to lead off in foul territory, because then it's just a foul ball. Right. Uh, shout out Danny, Danny Heck's older brother. <laughs> Him and I got into an argument in softball, and I, I never get into arguments unless it's a rules-related thing, because I know I'm right. And I just yeah. like, for the integrity of the game, I need to stand up for people knowing what's right. Yeah. So that same situation happened where he was on first, a lefty was up, hit a ground ball, it hit him in the foot. He was trying to argue he should have been safe because he was he was on the base, and that's just not the case. And that that actually came up in our game against the Grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. Guy on first got hit while Tyler hit the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I can't remember who said that it hit him. And he's like, but I was on the base. I go, no, we're in fair yeah. territory, sorry. Because the reason being is, theoretically, it's a routine ground ball that's going to be an out. If you're standing on the base, you could, oops, I kicked it, right. deflect it. Well, I was safe on the base. Now it's a live ball and nobody's out. So there's reasons why that's a scenario. Now, baseball, they're off the base. And they get hit. What's the call? Head ball. Mm-hmm. So that one's a little bit easier. There's one loophole, though. And, and we talked yeah, about we, this. Yeah, we did, yeah. So the one loophole in baseball for the, the baseball nerds is if the infield is in and the runner gets hit behind the infield that's been drawn in, if it's deemed that it was unintentional of the runner to get, get hit by the ball, if he is the farthest person from the infield other than a fielder, it's a live ball. Um, but it has to be deemed that it was unintentional. And there can be no infielder behind them that could have potentially made a play. I didn't know that until a couple of years ago. Um, but that's one of those weird exceptions. Right. All right, next one. I'm, okay, here's, here's the one I've been saving. <laughs> this actually got brought up last night. And I, was, I didn't want to tell people because I was like, oh, I was going to use that on the podcast. It's yeah. going to spoil it. But yeah. all right, let's think of a scenario. Runners on first and second in wiffle ball. This is a wiffle ball specific one. Your runner's on first and second, but it doesn't matter how many outs there are. We'll say one again. Ground ball up the middle. Center field. Center fielder fields it. Now, the guy from second on a ground ball up the middle will often score. The guy on first is probably going to check in at second. The batter is going to go to first. So as... The runner from first gets to second base and is standing on second base. The runner from third is rounding third, a little past third, and is going to score probably pretty easily. But instead, the center fielder decides, oh, I'm going to peg the guy standing on second base. 
He's clearly not going to be out because he's standing on second base. But what's the wiffle ball call right there? This is where I think that it's going to be because you threw it and hit a runner. It's a dead ball. And And I I, I think there's a gray area with this because, I mean, if you are on base, you're technically safe. So it's there's no out called. So maybe you could play it. But I mean, my mind, it would be a dead ball because you threw it. I think by the letter of the law, I've never actually done this in a game. I'm a dick, but not that much of a dick, usually. <laughs> um, by the letter of the law, that's a dead ball. And the runner that was about to score goes back to third, base is loaded. Yeah. So because you hit the runner with the HRL rules, unless they've made a tweak in it over the last couple of years, could be a little sneaky way to stop a runner from scoring from third base and potentially save a run. So if anyone uses that against me, you're welcome, I guess. But props to you. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what's coming? <laughs> Seventy-five to the ear. <laughs> I was gonna say constantly getting hit on the base pass oh. for nobody to advance. <laughs> oh yeah, that that too. But yeah, I think the Chihuahuas actually ran into this situation in a in a real game. Um, it was against the baby. I, I want to say okay. it would be against the baby cakes. <laughs> that was no fun serious wiffle ballers win at all costs gosh i hate them uh, uh, but and, i don't know we'll have to ask huck about right what... I, we, I think that might have to be defined mm-hmm. because I, I think if you're on the base should be a live ball if it's unintentionally kicked because i mean you could be on the base and then they throw it and you kick it it be kind of like that uh with the fielders in runner unintentional yeah still go mm-hmm. uh might have to be kind of like an amendment but because i mean that's a that's a huge loophole yeah yeah even though it's huge in 10 years i've never once done it but the scenario has gone through my head right like, okay if i need to cut off this run at home i could even just tag the runner like all right maybe that's different if you tag him without throwing the ball right tag him it's still live okay all right so you would have to actually let go of the ball right Okay, so I don't know. Talk, clarify that for us. All right, next scenario. Um, this actually happened to us in the playoffs against when I was playing against the Mets with the biscuits. Taco and I got into it um, with this. this the only I think this is the only argument I've ever gotten on on a wiffle ball field at HRL where I actually like didn't just say okay, let's just play on. I was like, no, I'm right. Stop. <laughs> so uh, I'll give you the scenario. I, I know you know this one, but listeners, yeah. you can think to see if you know this one. Um, so uh, let's, just, let's just say leadoff batter of the game. It's pop up. It's in, in foul territory, like right on the third baseline. I ran over, reached across the foul line, hit off my hand, ricocheted back fair. My feet were in fair territory when I touched it. My arm reached across foul territory. The ball landed back in fair territory. Listeners, think about what your call would be in this scenario. Stash, what's the right call? Foul ball. The foul ball, yeah. It is not football, where if your feet are in, you're in. 
it's all about the ball. So it's where the ball is when you touch it. So yeah. since I reached into foul territory, even if 99.9% of my body is in fair ter- territory, if the ball is in foul territory, that's a foul ball. Same can be said vice versa. If my body was in foul territory and I reached across into fair territory, even if I knocked it foul, it's a fair ball. And that's where you see on those bunts down like the third baseline, they wait until it's there. I mean, they're still in fair territory and then they use their hand mm-hmm. and just bat it away yeah. or their glove or whatever. And I think most baseball fans like know that but taco played baseball longer than me and he seemed pretty confident so taco i'm right you're wrong screw you <laughs> i i ended up getting it my way that time i sensing the mets explosion <laughs> the mets implosion has started we lose two to the aces <laughs> and all hell breaks loose yeah no no it was actually it was hondo um so I actually won that argument for the first time ever against Hondo. Um, and then he got up and just roped a double to center and scored. Oh, don't lie. Shut up. <laughs> okay, there's that one. I had to get that one off my chest. Um, two more. How are we on time? Is this okay time-wise? I, I can't see time. Okay. So I, I don't care. This, this feels like it's going okay. It's not. But we're fine. Yeah. All right, this one, this one's the one that drives me the most nuts because oh, people don't know it. All right, here's the scenario: batter's batting doesn't matter how many outs or what the scenario is. Batter's batting takes a mighty cut at the ball. Ball hits his hand, flies over the left field fence, over the fence. Everyone is celebrating. He rounds the bases. It was a full swing. What's the call? Listeners, think. What's your call? Stash, what's your call? And what the count is, if it's with two strikes, it's a strikeout. If it's with anything less than two, it's just a strike. Yeah. So you can strike out on a home run in wiffle ball or baseball. Technically baseball, yeah. if you had that powerful of a hand. Really hurt. But it is possible in the HRL to strike out on a no-doubt home run over the fence. Because your hand is not part of the bat. The last time I went to Dick's Sporting Goods and checked out the bat section, there were no hands on them. Your hand is not part of the bat. If you swing, it's a strike. If you don't swing, it's a ball. There's no fall ball. There's nothing. It's either a strike or a ball if it hits your hand. And the other thing with those batters, too, is if there's less than two strikes, you hit a pop-up and somebody catches it, it's just a strike. Yep. You, yep. you continue your at-bat. Mm-hmm. And I would say over half of the league does not know that. Right. The and- amount of times that I've had to try to explain that to people and they just don't understand it mm-hmm. is too damn high. Yeah. It happened to us against the Blue Wahoos. It was a meaningless situation and there was two strikes and I forgot the batter, but he just hit a little nubber back to the pitcher's mound. And so it was just a ground out to the pitcher. And I asked JC, did that hit his hand? He's like, yeah, I think so. It's like, was there two strikes? 
He said, yeah. I was like, well, technically that's a strikeout. I guarantee you they didn't put that in the book as a strikeout. Not that that one really mattered, but yeah. just because I'm a rules geek, I was like, you're getting conned out of a strikeout if they don't know the rule right there. And I almost promise you they put that as just a ground out to the pitcher. But, okay, last one. This one's, I think most people know this one. This, But this happens once in a while at Factor Field. Uh, outfielder makes an amazing catch, robs a home run, and flies over the fence. So let's let's just for the sake of this scenario say runner on third, one out. Dumpy makes a leaping catch, jumping over the fence, catches it, lands on the other side of the fence. Listeners think, what's the call? Stash. This actually has happened a couple times in April when they had the snow fences, and I'm pretty sure it's happened Lusa as well because they. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the batter is out. Mm-hmm. The dead ball. All runners advance one. You're good at this. This is why I. This is why I let you live with me. <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> I'm pretty sure you taught me all. This okay. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Some people are like, "Oh, it's a home run." I, th- I think most people know that. It's not. It's an yeah. out. Um. I don't know if other people know that you do get to advance one base because the. The fielder went out of play. Same can be said if you catch it and run out of play in foul territory over the lines, because that happens quite a bit. Even if like your toe goes over the line, that's out of play. Everyone gets one base. Now, let's say on a technicality, fly ball to left field. I put my foot on the wall to climb the wall. The trash can on the other side of the wall. I lean my hand on the trash can, make the catch. I don't fall out of play. What's the call? It's a home run. Yeah. Can't use anything outside of the play. Yeah. Yeah, but as soon as you go out of play, you are now a home run, no matter what. So even if I were to bat that back, right, it would be a home run. I thought I was going to stump you on at least one still. I think I did pretty well. I hope I stumped a few of the listeners. If, and if I didn't stump them, hopefully they learned at least, at least one thing. And if one person knows that the hand is now not part of the bat, I have done my job on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need to hammer that one home. It, it's annoying. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I gave my speech. I'll die on that pedestal. And with that, I guess Sanchez want to start a new thing here, so we're going to do a home run check. It's for you last two Wiffle Days that you've played? Not, not in, no. I hit all mine week one against the, the Blue Sox. The wind was blowing in hard against the Wahoos, okay? I smashed a couple, and they were pop-ups to the pitcher. But no, then. And then Dumpy... I got robbed on back-to-back at-bats against the Aces. Dumpy made his catch, and then Dodger Dave robbed me of a home run next at-bat. It's bogus. So no, the answer is no. You, home run check? Uh, no. Yeah, I uh, knew that because I started you in fantasy <laughs> as my yeah. captain for double points. <laughs> I went uh, solid over for the... But I did get two walks and an RBI. So, I mean, hopefully I didn't go negative because I had a couple strikeouts. I'm banking on you having a monster night against the Twins. 
if we play. Because the wish went off against the lug nuts, and I didn't start him as my captain. So, yeah. And then also with this, we usually have a couple drinks or a drink with us. Uh, what are you? I've never had this before, but a Bud Light seltzer hard soda cherry cola, and it tastes just like pop. But I'm looking at the the sugar, and there's no sugar. Yeah, how's it's, that possible? Easy. Also, very good. Yeah, I don't taste any alcohol in it, but dangerous. Five percent. A lot. It's a decent. Yeah. Okay. Webgem offered me one of these last night, but I told them I only drink if I had a walk-off home run. And then I had that opportunity present itself, and I, I choked. I'm drinking uh, pistachio cream ale from in. And that sounds fancy. And it's fancy. Sounds it's, like it's, something you would tweet about. It's a craft beer. It's one of my favorites right now. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Uh, anything that you want to plug at the end here? Uh, new merch just dropped four years ago on Mippy 5. So if you want the uh, uh, new Mippy 5 merch, make sure to click the link in the description. I get 30% of the proceeds. The rest goes to the establishment. Uh I'd appreciate that very much. Great, and I'm going to plug ALS again. Oh. So, if you, <laughs> you want to do anything like with the ALS, shout out to uh, Epstein, see how you can get a team going. Uh, and if you don't even have a team, you can find he'll probably find you a team to put you on. So, um, talk with him. And I also want to shout out for the Factor Wiffleball. So, that opening day is coming up on 21st. 21st, yeah. Right now, I think we have about seven or eight teams. We're looking at last year, I think we had 12, 13, and we actually did double elimination for the first time ever, three on three, which is kind of fun. You yeah. got to play more, not as much wait time. The atmosphere wasn't as. We've had years where it was like 200 right. people, and it was just the atmosphere was unbelievable, but you never played. You were just watching. Right. So, so the I goal mean, is to get between 12 and 16. Right. And it, it's a three on three tournament, so it's definitely soft softball based so you don't even have to be good it's it's basically pitch to contact so if you want to join that reach out to mippy or the wish and they can try to help you find a team or if you have a team already they'll sign you up i'd also like to give a shout out to kong that's it is the seltzer getting to you <laughs> are you sure it's only five percent <laughs> And with that, we're going to end the podcast. So here's the good weather, good friends, and great with Good five. Oh, so you got game. Well, your game is triple A. Stole your bay and stole third base. When I got home, she called me safe. All you're doing's talking. They should call you Vinny the Gooch. I'm collecting all these honeys. You could call me Winnie the Poop. Ooh, ooh, wow. Look at me now. First round pick, king of the crowd. They can pick you in a couple of rounds, but you'll never get hit. I'm the king of the mound. Even if you had aluminum power, got on your knees and you begged for an hour. You could not even begin to compete. Won't open her stands, won't give you the flower. You the Keisha Phillips type. You the Keisha Phillips type. While I'm macking on the Weber twins, you're making Keisha Phillips wipe. Guess you'll get no melon head come up short like Ronnie Dobbs. I suggest don't bring that pitch to me. Hit fireballs like lobs. I'ma hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it.
hit it, I'ma hit it like I'm Pablo Sanchez. I'ma hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, I'ma hit it like I'm Pablo Sanchez. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, I'ma hit it like I'm Pablo Sanchez. I'ma hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, I'ma hit it like I'm Pablo Sanchez. All I do is win, got guaranteed success. Need some further proof, ask Dmitry Petrovich. According to his calculation, you go inside to play. But even when I'm stuck inside, I'm pulling sunny day. Hey, 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 going deep, no power-ups, don't need no cheats. I got the juice, don't need no sleep. Come playoff time, you're counting cheap. I've come to the conclusion, I think everybody knows. That when you step up to the plate, we're all like, what are those? Actually, those are very nice shoes. I want them. Seriously, where did you purchase them? Batter up, got girls on deck, no telling where their hands is. I got them speaking different languages, like my name is Pablo Sanchez. I'ma hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, I'ma hit it like I'm Pablo Sanchez. I'ma hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, I'ma hit it like I'm Pablo Sanchez. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, I'ma hit it like I'm Pablo Sanchez. I'ma hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, I'ma hit it like I'm Pablo Sanchez.